Welcome to the Here to Evolve podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Alessandra. And in this podcast, we take topics from both health and fitness, as well as the business side of things. We run two businesses, SD Evolution and Fit Coach Pro, and have a pretty unique perspective because we've had a lot of success, but we are not quite at the top of the food chain yet. Our mission is to help break down these topics so you can learn in an easy to digest manner and apply them into your daily life. So let's hop into today's episode. What's up, guys? On today's podcast, we are going to be talking about creating an environment that is beneficial to your success in certain areas of your life. But first, I would just like to let everybody know that my husband refuses to turn on the heat and I'm shivering here in our little office. No heat till November. Let me know if we're all married to the same husband. It's 60 degrees in here. It's like a spring day. It feels so cold. A 60 degree day in October. Go stand outside in the wind right now. Come inside and it will feel incredibly warm. I have to go run in it soon. So. And it's going to feel very toasty when you get back. Okay. Anyway. Can we get back? We, we done here? Mm-hmm. On today's episode, we're going to be discussing, like I just mentioned, how to set up your environment to benefit certain areas, benefit certain uh, aspects of your life that you want to work on. Um, you know, we often talk about this in regards to your social circle. So we can start there and then kind of expand out into what we're actually going to dive into a little deeper today. Um, but you often talk about, you know, removing those negative presences, um, surrounding yourself with people who have similar goals or are supportive of your goals or just successful people. And you want to strive to follow in their footsteps. Um, so to that regard, what are a couple quick tips we can run through on that side? Well, I think it's important to know or note that it doesn't even have to be like this outwardly negative person. Like there could still be really good people that may or may not be in your life currently that just aren't adding value to your life or to your goals or to whatever you've got going on and don't really align with your core values. Um, so I think it's, it's hard work to sort of recognize like, who you truly want to surround yourself with because and I touched on this on Instagram yesterday like we all just have such a strong desire for connection and I think especially after the pandemic and going through COVID and all of that where we were all forced to not be connected in person um, you know we we found ourselves just looking to almost fill that void in any way that we could and and oftentimes that can lead to you connecting with just people who like I said before don't fully or aren't fully in alignment with your personal core values and even though it sometimes seems like they are it's important to just have that continued awareness and always sort of just keep tabs and do like regular little check-ins as far as who you have in your life and even who you follow on the internet, like that's all energy that you are taking in. Um, So just constantly sort of auditing those people that you surround yourself with. And that's a good point. It's something where if you are working a very strenuous schedule, you've got kids, you don't have time to go out with friends a lot or just meet up with friends. Your circle is essentially who you're following on social media and the content that you're taking in. Um, So that is a constant flow. And that's something I've definitely done a reality check on recently is if I'm staring at something mindlessly and it's just processed garbage going through my head, I've been unfollowing or I'll just get off of social media entirely. And I've been trying to be a little more proactive and finding people who do add value in that space. Um, 
But in that regard, if that is, if your quote unquote circle is who you're following on social, make sure these aren't just mind, mind numbing accounts that are entertaining you or you're getting lost in these rabbit holes, but you're actually, you know, if you have these side projects or these goals that you're working on, these are accounts that are aiding that in some way, shape or form. But to go back to real life people, uh, it doesn't necessarily, this sounds a little cold hearted and harsh, but it doesn't even, doesn't necessarily mean you even have to remove people from your group. If you're very good friends with somebody and they tend to be a net neutral presence or just not supportive of what you're trying to work towards, that doesn't mean removing them entirely from your life. It means you have to have a conversation, figuring out, okay, can this person become more supportive? If you're trying to get in shape and feel better, if you've been feeling like dog shit for way too long, and this person is always, you know, texting you, calling you, dragging you out to the bars and the clubs, can you have a conversation? Hey, this isn't working for me anymore. I need to scale back or stop doing this for a while. I need to focus on these other areas so I can feel better again. Is that person going to be supportive? Is that person going to help you achieve those things that you're looking for? Or are they continue to going to continue to be a net negative in your life and pulling you back so you aren't able to achieve that success? If you can have a, a positive conversation that inspires change, obviously, you know, things are moving in the right direction and they're going to be supportive. If you have that conversation and they continue to pull you in the wrong direction, maybe it's time to create a little bit of space. Again, you don't have to cut them out entirely, but it's up to you to use some willpower to be able to say no and do things and figure out what is going to add more value to your life. I think too, it comes back around to awareness on how you feel after hanging out or reading something from this person. So pay attention to how you truly feel after you go out with this person or after you connect with someone online, like your body is very smart and it will tell you what's going on. Like if you, like oftentimes too, like there'll be people who, let's say you go out to coffee with a friend that you've been friends with for forever and afterwards you always just feel super drained and just not pleasant after, um, but you continue to go because they've been in your life for so long. So something like that, like just pay attention to how your body feels, how you feel physically and mentally after you surround yourself with said person or said group of people um, because that is just one way to sort of figure out if someone is truly adding value and it is a positive part of your life or not. So this was a little tangent we wanted to start out with and kind of get this out of the way. We've talked about this in the past and you can probably find that episode scrolling down a little bit but the main point of this episode is going to be building your actual environment so the places that you are every single day to support certain changes in your life that you want to make um, so that's clearly been a big theme since we've moved into the new house um, and this i mean we have a lot of space we've been blessed to be able to create an amazing life over here and we can do a lot of stuff with where we are right now but prior to that we lived in much smaller spaces and it's You'll see as we go through this, there are different things you can do where it's not a dedicated room, but it could be a dedicated section of room for certain things. Um, so the most recent project has been the meditation room. What that initially started out as was like an extra living room. We had a couch upstairs, we had a TV, uh, and a beautiful fish tank lived where the fireplace now is. By beautiful, he means smelly and it dirty. Smelly. You're a complainer. You're complaining. <laughs> it was. Hey, even your friends have said. It was a little bit uh, not up to par. Moving forward, we found, first of all, we wouldn't even be using that room as much as we thought we would. It was a very cozy room, but we were just, if we were watching TV, we were downstairs or we were with people, so it was the more gathering areas downstairs by the fireplace. 
So it was unused, but it was also another draw to just kind of zone out and watch TV or play Nintendo with Kai or something like that. And that was something we wanted to shift away from. So less screen time, being more present, focusing on mindfulness. Obviously, meditation and the spiritual journey has been a huge part of our lives the past year or so. Um, so we had the concept of creating this just Zen space and it started out with less is more. We took everything out of that room besides the TV stand because it looked kind of nice and we could use that for a new purpose. Um, but the couch left, the TV left, we literally emptied it to start and just kind of painted that picture of, okay, what do we need next? And, you know, we wanted to create a space that was very inviting that would get us into a routine. And that's kind of the concept here of what we're going to talk about is not necessarily relying on motivation, but what are some spaces that are going to encourage you and make you look forward to, to completing certain habits or continuing with certain activities that are going to really enrich your life in a certain area? Yeah, and I think it's funny. My sister said this the other night. She said, you know, Kai probably goes to school and talks to other little kids like about his meditation room that he has at home. And it's probably not like a super common thing that people have. But um, yeah, like Josh said, like we really have not that we haven't focused on wellness or the spiritual side or anything else like that before, but more so this last year, it's been more prevalent in our lives with you know, the cold exposure, getting outside, being in nature, the meditation, um, all of that stuff. And that's really what that's like our one of our core beliefs. And it's something that we hope to instill in Kai. So having that just be part of his norm and our norm was so important. And we're really not like big TV people. Um, I would say maybe in the past we were. Before Kai, we watched a lot of TV and movies together. And it's not that we don't watch any TV now. We definitely do. But our first thought at night isn't usually, let's what can we watch on TV tonight? Like that, I would say, is now sort of like a special occasion where it's on the weekend and we truly just want to like have a night and watch something. But it's almost like at the point where it's an automatic habit that every night after Kai goes to bed, like Josh and I go up to the meditation room and we kind of just will read, he'll stretch, we'll hang out up there and it's just a nice space. And having that space makes it that much more inviting and enjoyable and really pushes us to commit to those habits. Um, So I think that your environment really does impact so much of your life. And I mean, even like having a a workspace, this is something that I talk about with my therapist. Like Josh and I obviously are married and we run two businesses together. So our office space is really just dedicated mostly to work. It's We're not in here like hanging out and, you know, doing other things. Like when we're in here, we're working. And when we're out in the kitchen, sometimes we're working out there. But like this is our dedicated space to set that boundary and it makes it a lot easier to set that boundary because we have that so let's go back to our first apartment and walk them through like how this space has evolved because obviously a lot of you guys listening probably aren't going to buy a new house or transform entire rooms of your house especially if you have a family and other people living there maybe I don't you do that I want to scale so let's Go ahead and hit a timeout here. So going back to the meditation room. So building that out, obviously we have an entire space like Alessandra was just talking about. You know, we've got the room. We've got a bunch of, they're actually dog beds we use as mats to sit on and meditate. So we meditate there in the morning. 
Um, we left the TV stand because we actually have like these crystals and like Buddhist symbolic type of guidance, guidance tools, I would call them, incense, things like that. So we kind of set the stand up like that, decorated it in, in that Zen space. We've got some, um, a ton of plants up there, a couple end tables, and then built in a bookshelf fireplace. So the other side of that room is now like a, a reading, relaxing area with the fireplace and a couple chairs, um, getting that decked out. So we'll take you through room by room, but then kind of scale it back. So with something like that, obviously it's nice to have that space. Not everyone can dedicate an entire room to a specific thing. So in your situation, can you find a corner of the house with a pillow and maybe you get a mandala picture you can put on the wall right there or a candle or an incense with um, a little end table with an incense on top of it. So one literal corner of your house, corner of a room, one little area specific to that going to the office. So obviously we've got the whole setup here. We've got the podcast, we've got the desk, we've got everything you know built into this room. Can you dedicate a specific area to your house with a very small, they sell desks for less than a hundred bucks. You can get a desk and a chair and maybe, you know, a couple curtains you could put around that to, to set something up or anything along those lines. Or yeah, it's a, I have a, a great example. Chair. Great example. So one of our, one of my past clients, Sherry, she's been, she's been with us since the beginning. Um, she sold her house with her husband and they moved or they were, they're building a house um, and they were temporarily living in a rented space. And, going from having like your own space with having all of these dedicated places to do your workouts and your habits. Um, she moved to this new house that had a lot less room and didn't have, just didn't feel super cozy to her. Didn't feel like hers. So, you know, one week my challenge for her was to create that space for herself. So in the morning when she would wake up early and have her coffee and read her book and kind of go through her morning routine, she had a place to look forward to. And it makes such a difference. And it sounds so silly, but just putting a comfy chair in a corner and, you know, putting your books over there or just making it a little bit pleasant and something that you can look forward to every day, it makes it that much easier to commit to that habit and to just do whatever you need to do in that space. Yeah, it's it's definitely not silly. And you think about something as simple as sleep. People have sleep issues. You know, one of the first things if they're working with a sleep counselor that they'll discuss is, okay, is your room dedicated specifically to sleep or are you watching TV in bed? Because that needs to be something where your body knows when I'm here, I'm here to go to sleep. So if you sit down and you're, you know, hanging out, watching TV, your body doesn't know that it's it's sleep time. So by dedicating a specific space, it's not only a constant reminder. If you see this, I see the desk, I see the meditation pillow, I see the the bed. It's time to sleep. You're reminding yourself that this is the next activity I'm doing, and you're moving forward with that specific function. Yeah, I think just in this country in America in general we have sort of these like silly norms like for us like just simply making a second tv room with the couch like that was just the norm that's what people recommended that we do with our bonus room like that was just what the automatic decision was at first um, but when you really sit and think like what do you want to do you can do whatever you want with your house and you don't have to abide by these silly rules um and then there's like the whole other side of it where let's go into like the gym space. So like, yeah, we have a fancy, nice garage gym now, um, but we haven't always had that either. And many of our clients don't have that. They just work out in their living room or they have a set of adjustable dumbbells that they whip out when they need them. So it's just having that one or two sort of symbols or things that is enough to get you excited and to remind you that 
you have this space to get whatever it is done that you need to get done, that needs to be enough. You're also removing friction. So let's say you have a crazy busy lifestyle. You can't always get to the gym consistently. Not only is having a couple dumbbells or a Peloton or a bicycle you, or a bike you got off of, uh, of Amazon for a whole lot cheaper than a Peloton, it's a reminder, hey, I should go do this. I have a few minutes to go do this. But it's also much more easy to get there. You're not driving a half an hour to the gym, working out for as long as you can, and then rushing back home and rushing back to work. You're, you have created this space where you now can continue to meet these objectives. You have a goal to get in shape. I have a couple things at home to get in shape. You have a goal to improve your mental health and to get into mindfulness and focus on meditation. You have a space for that. You have a goal to be more productive at home. You work at home or, you have, or you're a part-time work from homer. Um, you have a dedicated space to do those things so you're more productive. The whole point is to support these changes that you're trying to make and it doesn't have to be fully decked out. You're just creating a special space for that. You're building an environment that is more conducive to the things that you want in your life. And that was the big shift over here. You know, Less technology, more mindfulness, enjoying our time together, being more productive. So we've created these de dedicated spaces throughout our home to support those as opposed to just mindless technology. Yeah, so we talked a lot about adding things in and to make it like a special dedicated space, but you can also take stuff away. So kind of look at what you currently have as far as your setup right now and see like, do you have five TVs in your house that you can maybe take one away and do something else with that space? Um, just kind of assessing the situation first and seeing, you know, where can I make a small change? And it does not have to be anything drastic. You don't have to go redo an entire guest room, but... Um, you know, you just have to figure out the best way to make all of these little pieces fit your life and make room both physically and mentally, spiritually, um, for the things that you, that matter to you. And don't make it a huge to do. If there are things that you want to create, for example, getting into meditation and mindfulness space, you can literally go buy a tiny candle at Target and put it on a shelf or wherever you have a space that you want to dedicate to that. And that's your new spot. You bought a candle. That spot is now dedicated to your meditation. Anything as simple as that. Or, or a dog bed. Or a dog bed. <laughs> like us. Nice, colorful dog bed. So we're going to wrap it up here, guys. I uh, hope this added some type of value and inspired you in some type of way to create a shift if you feel a little bit stuck in the mud and kind of plateauing and you want to strive for different, different goals and different achievements. This is a quick and easy way to make that happen. Where can they find you? I'm at Alessandra Skutnik. I'm at Josh Skutnik. Everything else is linked in the show notes.